0: Good morning, everyone. Before we begin today, first of all, I want to welcome everyone who's joining us online and uh, our entire Orchard Grove family. Thank you so much for being with us for our series on growing your relationship with God. And before we begin today, I just just want to start with a word of prayer. And I want to ask everybody, if you close your eyes for a minute, if you'll take a deep breath with me. Our loving God, we thank you that you are with us. And God, as we focus our minds and our hearts today on your presence, we pray that you help us to connect, to learn to become more aware of your presence with us. God, give us the grace every single day as we grow day by day in our relationship with you. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. I want to read from John chapter 15. Jesus says this, "'I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so it will be even more fruitful.'" Apart from me, you can do nothing. This to me is a a great metaphor for us to understand the importance of us connecting in our relationship with God. And I want to focus today on on keeping the connection and letting the the fruit and and the goodness of God flow. So if we're the branch, we we spring off from the vine, or you would think of it as the trunk. And the key to bearing fruit for this branch, which is you and I, is that we have the good connection. And so, for us, being connected to God um, allows for his goodness to flow into us and through us. And this is the whole key, I think, if you can gather this part. It's all about staying connected, or as Jesus said, remaining there. There aren't a bunch of things that you need to do to earn God's goodness. All you really need to do is to stay connected. Or as we have been saying in this series, become aware. And then God's goodness flows into us. And then it flows through us. Think of it this way: think of um, it that God has all the love and the joy and the peace and the patience that you and I need. All we have to do is just keep it flowing. Keep open and stay connected. And then God's mercy and goodness and all these things, they flow through us into our life. Having this relationship with God and staying connected, each of us will find different ways that we do that. So um, we're going to talk about in this series you may connect to God a little differently than I would. Um, There are different pathways, spiritual um, connecting points. Some people, um, man, their fastest way to connect to God is to be out in nature. That just, you know, they they sit out um, in a forest or they sit on a mountaintop or somewhere and they just start to feel connected very quickly. Other people... Um I, I was talking with Vicki the other day, and we were talking about you know certainly one of her spiritual languages, one of the ways that she connects best is through music and I know a lot of us connect that way to God. some of us, it might be reading scripture, um, being in a worship gathering like this. It might be actually. Uh, serving the poor. Um, there's all kinds of different ways that you connect, but the important thing is that you do. And you say, well, well, how do I know? How would I know if I'm connecting or not? It's a great question. A lot of times we look for the wrong things. We look for that maybe I hear an audible voice from God or something that's kind of supernatural or even spooky. But I would suggest to you, you know you're connecting with God, When the fruit, as we talked about in this passage, when the fruit is flowing, when the fruit is flowing, you're connecting, first of all, when you have peace. You can have all this stuff going on around you, all kinds of trouble, all kinds of turmoil. Um, You can have all the things going wrong with with, with the work and with your finances, even the health. But you know what? You have peace. That's transcendent. That means you're connected to God. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, John 14. Later on, he says, my joy I give to you. All of this stuff is God's, but what he does when we're connecting is he gives it to us. In other words, you can be in the worst possible circumstances or situation, but when you're connected, you're feeling the fruit of the spirit. Let me go over them from Galatians. Paul talked about love. How do I know I'm connecting to God? When I'm flooded with love, when I feel his love, love, joy, happiness. Like, man, I, 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 have you ever met some people like you, you think, man, they, they shouldn't be happy, but they are happy. They have transcendent happiness. They have God's joy in their life. Love, joy, peace, patience. Boy, there's a tough one, Right in an impatient world and a lot of us are impatient people and all of a sudden you're patient you're, you're you're able to you're able to be present and you know not to lose it but somehow because you're connected you could go on the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness Goodness, gentleness, all of these things, they're fruit that you're connected to God. They're saying that you're connected to the vine. So the question that you want to ask yourself is, what connects me the best? What, for me, helps me connect to God? People do it through meditating. Um, We're going to go through in this series some of the common avenues that people use. But just remember this, it's not important how someone else connects to God, but it's important how you connect and that you find the way to do that. Now, let me say a couple of things before we dive in, because you need to remember this. First of all, that this is desirable. Maybe this is a no-brainer, but I just want you to think about it. Because some people, when they think, oh, growing in your relationship with God, that's not that important. It's just you go to church and you go home. And no, I'm telling you, whether you're religious or not, whether you're Christian or you don't consider yourself that, um, maybe you need to start here and know that this is something that you want, even if you don't know that you want it. This is what you want. It's desirable. It's desirable. A lot of people are chasing things in life, and they don't realize what they're actually chasing. What you're actually chasing is love, joy, peace, patience. That's all you really want. You say, well, no, I want to get this promotion, but why do you want the promotion? Well, I want the promotion because I want to have the stability that I can, and I, I want peace. What are you chasing? You're chasing peace. Peace. I want to, I'm not on ch- chasing a relationship with God. I'm actually chasing a relationship with a girl. That's what I want. That's what's going to make me happy. What you're chasing, chasing love, or you're chasing joy. What You will do yourself a great favor if you can finally label, this is what I'm actually after. Otherwise, you get deceived and you're chasing all of these things in life and you think that's what you want, but what you really, really want is you want a relationship a connection with God, one that you can access at any time. And this is an important thing as we talk about in this series. You can access your relationship with God at any time. God is never, ever, ever far from you. That's important to know. Uh, Romans chapter eight. What shall separate us from the love of God? Nothing, nothing separates us. But what happens is we lose our connection. We talked about this earlier. It's like a radio signal that's in the air and we're the antenna, but sometimes we're not tuned in. All, All we really have to do is to learn how to tune in. What cuts through the noise for us? What does that? Something does it better for you than someone else. And so if you can think about this, I wanna find the things that eliminate it. Last week after the message, uh, someone in the congregation came to me, very scientifically minded, and they said, I think of these in technical terms, and they have phrases that they they talk about, um, static to signal ratio, right? Static to signal ratio, and that's, what a great concept. There's a signal, right? There's a signal out there. That you're trying to get the, uh, the country music station. In. You're trying to get the classical station in. You're trying to get R&B. Whatever you're trying to get, that's the signal. But there's all the noise, all the static, and you've got to tune until it comes through. And the key thing for us is to learn how to tune ourselves to God so that we're connected and the flow happens. There is a ratio, and it happens in our life, too. There are too many distractions for most of us. There's too much static. So it's what you're really after. And the other thing that I want to say about this relationship with God, not only is it desirable, but it's doable. Because I think what happens for a lot of people is they don't think that it's something that they can actually do. In other words, yeah, well, you know, pastors are good at that or, you know, or monks or priests or hermits or, you know, but this is so huge. You can connect with God and you can connect with God at any time. It's doable. All we have to do is to find the ways that help us to connect. And as we said, pull away These distractions, the distractions are the, you know, day-to-day events of life, and they, you know, pull us down. You remember the story from Luke's gospel where Jesus goes to visit Mary and Martha, Um, Luke chapter 10. I'll give you a couple of verses because I think this is, is incredibly helpful. As Jesus and his disciples, verse 38, were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So she opened her home, but then she got distracted. I think this is what happens to a lot of us. We're open to God. We're open to the idea, but we're distracted. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And verse 41, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things. Now, if I could think of two words that describe our culture today, I would say, worried and upset. I mean, I challenge you to think about that. This, this story applies to our world incredibly today. Worried and upset. We're worried and we're upset. We're anxious, we're fretting, we're stewing, and we're angry. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, really? I said, this is desirable, this is better. What's better? Well, she's connecting. She's sitting and listening. If we could get this concept that it's so important that we connect, if we connect with God, then his goodness flows into us and through us. So how do you delete some of the distractions that are in your life. Well, one of the things that we all need to think about is this. Everybody's pulled. Everybody has distractions. You have distractions from your your, uh, finances, from your family. You have distractions from your work and the people that are around you. Now we have uh, electronic distractions. You got email. It just goes on and on and on. So one of the things that you can do is simplify, simplify. Just, you know, strip down what's important in life. Maybe you don't need so many social media accounts. Maybe you don't need so many of these other things. Maybe you don't have to run to every single event. Whatever it is, that the constant pull, but from morning to night, you're pulled here and there, and you have no ability to stop and to focus. Martha Sure, she had a good heart. She opened her home. But she couldn't see what she was opening her home to. He was right there. I love the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. In 1 Corinthians 7, it says, you know, we can have these things. Talking about something maybe that you would buy. But he says, Paul says, but don't become engrossed in them. And I love the New Living Translation. It says this, don't become attached. You ever become attached to something? Um, So maybe you've been through this scenario before. The other day, um, I was trying to get rid of some of Charlie's toys, you know, and she's got toys everywhere. And... uh, I, I, I swore to myself I wasn't going to let this happen but of course what do I know right There's, she's a toy room upstairs she's got toys in her room she's got toys in uh, the living room downstairs she's got toys in my office my office is overrun with her toys and I'm so sick of her toys and she's never even going to be able to play with them all and I I, I grabbed a bunch of them and I just put them in um, the car and I was going to take them to donate them somewhere else. And so we were going somewhere and all of a sudden she peeks over and looks in the back and she goes, dad, dad, my toys. And I, and I said, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was just going to, you know, give some of them away. And then she just said, no, dad, you know, completely attached to these toys that she never, ever plays with. Now they're in my office at church here because she wouldn't let me let them go. They get attached. But this is what happens to you and I. We get attached to things. Now for a minute, stay with me here. Great spiritual teachers talk about this very same word, attachment. One of the things that throws us off the most is we get attached to the wrong things. I mean, I don't know if Martha was attached to the idea of the perfect meal, but we attach to something. Something is good. We have a memory of something that went well, but I loved it when we did this and the family was there and everybody had the perfect place at the dinner table and and you attach your mind to it. You go, that's how life's supposed to be. And the reality is that was one little, little snapshot of life. By the way, this is one of the great problems of things like Instagram or whatever, Facebook, because you, you, you have this little moment that someone caught, and it's, it's usually pretend, by the way, but now but you attach to it and you're like, that's how it's supposed to be. Instead of enjoying it, it's fine, it was there, it was good, and letting it pass, we attach. Now, the moment that you're in, you're not living or enjoying. You're not connecting with God. You're not in the moment present, as they say. But what you're doing is you're attached to, you're clinging to something in the past, trying to hold on to it. These are the two great problems. These are the two difficulties that keep us from connecting with God. We're clinging and we're chasing. We're clinging to something, holding on to it, And now it's distracted us from the moment that is in front of us. Let me tell you something about God. God is always in the moment that is right in front of you. The key is, can you see it? Can you be aware? Can you let go of the other things? In the scripture, God is often this still Small voice. You remember the story of the prophet where he was looking for God in the thunder. God wasn't in the thunder. God's not in the loud banging. The earthquake. The wind. God is in this still, small voice. That's the problem. The problem is God is always right there. Speaking to us, the signal is always there. We just have to deal with the static. Um, many of you will know this, you've seen this one play out before. The other day, uh, we were at home doing something and we, we needed to leave and so we needed to get Charlie dressed and she was watching a movie. And um, how many times has this happened in your house and you say, um, hey, Charlie, it's time to go. And she doesn't budge, doesn't move. And, uh, all right, honey, put your movie down, push pause. We got to put your shoes on. We got to get your coat on. Nothing, nothing at all. Well, after a while, what you do you do? Your, your voice starts to get a little louder and you start to raise it up. And, you know, you, you have to do something to shake her out of this because she's absolutely engrossed, lasered in, this is overtaking. It's not even that she's trying to ignore you. She's just absolutely captivated by this movie. Now listen, I think this is what happens to a lot of us in life. We get too captivated by this life. (laughs) One spiritual leader called it the grand illusion We're captivated. We're sucked in to our screen that we call this life. And God's speaking to us. God's calling us, has something better for us, trying to take us somewhere, right? He's speaking to us, but he can't break through because, not because we can't hear it. All we have to do is stop obsessing, being engrossed and listen. How do you connect with God? You listen. Listen. You have to turn all the other things down. That's why for years, for years and years and years, throughout the Christian tradition, people have done something that they call a quiet time. Now, I don't care how you do it and when you do it and how often you do it, uh, hopefully more than, than not, but there's a reason that it's been called a quiet time. Because for some reason, it does us good to quiet ourselves, to pull away from all the noise and distraction. How many times do you read in the scripture where Jesus is with the disciples and then it says all of a sudden he withdrew to a lonely place. He withdrew to a mountainside to pray, to connect. I think it was changing the ratio, more signal, less static. What do you have to do in your life, in your life, to get rid of the static, to get the signal stronger? Because I tell you what, you know when the signal's good. It's flowing through you. It's easier to be loving to people. It's easier to be kind. Why? Because it's God that's flowing through you. All of us have the capacity to be unbelievably good and all of us have the capacity to be unbelievably cranky, cantankerous. It just depends on how well connected we are. And when you're connected, it's God that's flowing through you. It isn't even really about you per se and your goodness. It's about your connectedness. and God flowing through you. But somehow you have to quiet yourself because it's the still small voice. It's the breaking away and finding God there. I want to tell you something in closing that I think might help us just a little bit. You know, last week we talked about climbing the mountain. And I hope we can use that as a good visual of what it's like to connect with God. Moses would speak to God face-to-face, the mountaintop, the disciples, Peter, James, and John, with Jesus on the mountaintop. And if you go back to Moses, last year when we did the Exodus series, we learned about how there was like this concentric circles where most people, and then there were fewer priests up here, and then there was Moses and God at the mountaintop. And if you've ever really studied the scripture, this is a fascinating study. The temple and the tabernacle were created and designed in the same way of Moses being on the mountain. At the outer courts, there's all the massive people. And then as you step in, the, the amount of people that are let in are fewer You have the court of the Gentiles and then then past that the Gentiles couldn't go and then past that it was the priests and then it was the place of just the high priest and then there was the holy of holy and only once a year could the high priest enter there. You you get this idea, right? And really this is the journey that all of us take in our life that we're, we're leaving all of the noise and the stuff behind and we're getting to that place where it's just us and God. When you connect, his goodness flows through you. This will change your life, friend. It will change your life. Too many people tell me that they're a bad person. You're not a bad person. You just gotta connect. And some people think they're a great person. But the reality is, it's not really you. It's your connection. And if you connect, Jesus said, remain in me. And I in you, the fruit will flow. That's all you want. This is a game changer for you personally. And this is a game changer for our world. I mean, if you connect, you're going to be full of God's love and joy and peace. This is the thing you're chasing. This is it. And if other people do this, this will change our world. I think that's what Jesus called the kingdom of God. He said, it's within you. Think about that. Our relationship with God, it's not that difficult, actually. It can't be. Scripture says it's, he's not far from you. He's always near. You just have to reduce the noise. Let's say a prayer together. Our loving God, we thank you that you're always speaking to us, you're always with us. And God, I pray you'll help us. Help us in a busy and a hectic world to find a way to cut through the noise, to connect, to hear that still, small voice. So your fruit can flow through us. We open our hearts and our minds today and right now, right now we do. Allowing you to speak to us. Allowing you to flow through us. Help us to keep the connection open so that we can somehow learn to pray as it were without ceasing. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen.